call this meeting to order. First item on the agenda would be the review and approval of the meeting minutes from both July 8th and July 15th. I move we accept the minutes. Second. All right, we'll motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. All those opposed? All right. Meeting minutes are accepted. All right, next up, public discussion for any items on the agenda for anyone from the public, anyone online? There's actually something I would like to discuss. I don't know if uh, this is, is the right commission member's report or public report. This would be a, it's not a report, but it's a item for discussion. Is that best left to the end? Well, there's no discussion, but you can explain it at the end. Okay, we'll just, we'll leave it for the end. All right. All right, seeing no items for public discussion from the public, we'll move to the uh, working agenda for the meeting. First item up is the farm lease, uh, Farmers National. <coughs> Mike, do you want to? Excuse me. Uh, yes, so if you're not aware, the, uh, the airport does have about 110 acres, give or take, of, of well farmer being specific <laughs> <laughs> acres of farm ground that we do lease out uh we do hire farmers national company to be our farm manager so uh, john yeomans is the farm uh management representative from farmers national he's worked with us for a number of years now and uh, yeah it's been it's been a hot minute um uh, but John goes out and secures the, the ground lease and, and the terms and all of that fun stuff. If there's anything special that we want in the lease, we tell him and he makes that happen. Um, this Each year in the August, September period, we have the opportunity to break the agreement with Farmers National Company and do something different. I am recommended we continue to you know, uh, work with Farmers National and John to uh, manage the farm. It's been a great relationship and that's really all I got. And so are we proposing any changes from what we've been doing for the past 15 years? We are gonna renegotiate the lease, yeah. that's the plan. Um, uh, the last couple of years, we've kind of just let it roll because of the crop price and, and, and COVID and all of that fun mm -hmm. stuff that kind of gave us the best deal. But I think John's of the opinion now that if we go out for bid, we can get some better pricing. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're predicting at least 10% Okay. So basically, we have a leasing system, computer system. Our company has put a ten percent minimum increase. So anything that's not at least ten percent or higher is going to get flagged. So, so what we'll do per Iowa code was we'll issue a notice of termination to the current operator. Doesn't mean we terminated him. It's just it stops the clock for September first. The operators also have the option to terminate us. And they've done that before, and then we renegotiated. But either party, either the farm operator or the landlord, as of those September 1st, to serve notice. Iowa farm leases by code run from March 1st to March 1st. So, any other questions or discussion? Well, that sounds good. Then. All right, well, do I have a motion to continue our current farm management agreement? Is this a resolution or do we- No, it's just a motion. motion. Just a motion. Oh, 
I, I'm, I, I will so move. Second. But, but do I have a motion? I'm asking. Yeah, I'll, I'll move. <laughs> All right. All those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? All right, the motion carries. All right, next up are FAA and DOT projects. All right. <clears throat> uh, not much more movement on those. Obstruction mitigation, we did. Uh, we are working with AECOM to get a better detailed list of everything we've we've taken out and locations and all of that fun stuff. To uh, I've got both AECOM and Boltman Mink trying to chase the our uh, circling approach issues. Um, so we're um, a making sure everybody has the same information, making sure all of that information is at the appropriate FAA people, um, and that's kind of what we're doing for the obstruction mitigation. As far as as far as the actual work, the contracts. We're still about a month away from DOT seeding season, so the final uh, uh, grass maintenance or ground, uh, uh, yard maintenance, uh, trees, uh, stuff like that will be planted in, in another month or so. So going back to the circling approaches thing, because we talked when I was last week flying whatever, um, and the thought occurred to me that we have representatives in Congress that can help when we have executive branch issues like this and this just seems like we're not getting anywhere so like if we considered reaching out to senators local representative to try to get some traction on this because i mean we've been carl it sounds like we just kind of been getting shunted here you know like i don't know i mean everything at the FA level has been just really slowed down i mean yeah now they're we're just getting word that they may not be going to the conference this year and and it took me nine months to get a pappy on. So things, everything is just slowing down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's on you at all. No, like, but my point, my point <clears throat> is, the concern I have is um, we depend on the FA for a lot of things. I don't know at this point if we'll probably get to the point where we want to piss them off. Yeah, so, no, and there, it's a balance, right? Yeah, it, I totally get that. It's just like, you know, we've been, yeah. how, how long have the trees been down at this point, you know? And it's just kind of painful. We're hopeful Chris, our planner, has been working, and uh, and I know that David has been out for some health issues. But if we get some confirmation of exactly what has been done and and get that, so we're all certain of what has happened. Chris thinks it won't take long at that point then to get them to release that. But, yeah. Okay. What, what sort of confirmation do you need to give them? Well, I, I mean, it's just a, it's a list of exactly what we've moved down versus on the list of the original um, obstructions. So how do we give them that list? Can we just give it to them? Well, we're getting that. Ecom's putting that together. That's okay. what we're. That's where that's we're. At. I mean, Ecom should have put that together and gave it to them a year ago when we first did it, right? They should have that like ready to just read forward, right? And not. Yes and no. The pro I mean, it's it's it it becomes a. I mean, I don't I don't know what's taken quite so long for this one. Um, when we when we submitted everything before, it was basically we took the the uh, GIS layer. Uh, if you look at our uh, airport layout plan, you see it's got the overhead map with a bunch of dots on it that represent all of that. What we had to do for the FAA is basically delete the dots that represented the 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 trees we've removed. So really there wasn't a table design it's just here's kind of what's outstanding now and 
and, and David's kind of going back and, and recreating that in a Excel sheet, more or less. And so it takes the tree identifications, heights, how much they protruded, all of that fun stuff. They want more details than what we did originally. Well, I don't know if they if I I don't know if it's more details. It's just the data wasn't collected like we're trying to collect it now, as far as information goes. Do we need to pay uh, AECOM some extra money? Or is there something we can do to incentivize them? No, I don't think so. Have we already paid them for the whole project, even though it's not done? No, there's still fees outstanding. <laughs> Are they interested in collecting these fees? Or it's just well, I mean, they're working on it. It's, it just seems ridiculous. I agree. It's taking so long. Chris didn't make that request until a little, you know, what, a week and a half ago? So the FDA asked, asked to have more detail. Than no, Bolton and Mink asked to have more detail. I, I, we're, what we're doing is we're trying to figure out where all of this is at with the FAA. Okay. And... We also, because I'm, I've got both AECOM and Boltland Mink doing essentially the same thing and trying to chase this, we want to make sure we everybody has the same data. Because Boltland Mink didn't really have anything right. to do no, with the yeah, obstruction yeah, mitigation work. Yeah. This is a surprise to me. I thought that was all taken care of. We can make those updates on that once we get all the, they're confident it's the accurate information. Would it be possible for the next meeting or even before then to get kind of a detailed punch list of what where we're at and where we need what we need to get done until we get that <clears throat> approved we can try i think it would be helpful for the commission just to know where because i think part of the problem is just the we don't know where we're at yeah. and, and there's no sightline <clears throat> to completion so well the sightline to completion we thought was when all the trees were down well, yeah, and and so that's that's ultimately that's what is making me frustrated right. is that yeah that tree line looks very different from two years ago, and we still don't have the ability to fly night circling approaches. So, so could we request a um, a detailed much list of just kind of where we're at, what still needs to be done, what the estimated timing on, and if there's any unknowns, just identifying those as well. Sure. And to be clear, I'm not frustrated with anybody in this room about this. It's just like, no, you know, I, every, I, every time we ask, it's like, well, we keep asking the FAA, we aren't hearing anything, which is why I'm like, okay, yeah. at what point do we start getting Congress involved? Because this is just yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Understanding there was a pandemic. It's seriously affecting airport operations. If you fly in here at night and the winds are not right for two five or three zero you sure like to be able to circle and land yeah and they spent the money went on right yeah yeah you know they went on not hundreds a bunch of people's property and took down the trees for what you know yeah Exactly. The easements that we had to get, exactly. all of that stuff yeah lose it was fuel sales because they have to go to cedar rapids yeah can you just circle farther away no 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 it's the whole reason for taking the trees down is to create that clear uh, surface yeah. so that you can have the circling approach as long as there's anything, <clears throat> as long as you haven't confirmed that, there, that every, all the obstructions are out of there and the FAA is signed off on it, you can't. But I mean, that can't you, you have to get go, down? No. You, you have to go to Liberty and turn around and come back. No, because you, you have to stay within a protected area. If there's a protected area and the problem is the, the runway you're landing on. That, so, yeah, okay. And you're below clouds, so yeah. The reason you're flying an instrument approach is you're coming in to get below the clouds. You're flying on a defined path. 
which we know is safe. Okay. And, so it's, and then, so it's only the instrument the one. Runways right. that you approach from the west, the west side of the runways, there's high terrain there. And so there are no approaches that you can actually fly to come into those runways safely. So you have to, and so if, if okay. and you have to land into the wind. So if the wind is the wrong way then. from the east, yeah. then okay. you're kind of screwed. All right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm learning with you here. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's uh, important we all so understand, you yeah. know, at least some of this. Yeah. yeah. We've also spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get around it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's true. Probably. Have. Yeah. No. And that's the well, same the thing you brought up to me today. We've, we've talked about it for years. Would impact that if it did exceed the height. So. Is there any other discussion on this or any other action? No, just wait. Yeah. Right. A good call on the, if we can get a punch list, I think that would help. At least to give us some visibility. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, if there's more that needs to be done, we can talk about that. Yep. All right, runway seven and two five, we have East 10. Uh, both of these projects, we just got the go letter from the FAA to kind of reconfirm it's on their, their uh, agenda for the next federal fiscal year, which is 22. Mm -hmm. um, outside of that, we're waiting for them to tell us uh, more or less to, to bid this thing like, uh, like we planned, but we're still uh, expecting a bid over that December, January timeframe, and that'll give the contractor six months or slightly more of you know, timeline to gather materials and do the work and be ready for September. Is it fourth or seventh? First part of September. Early September next year. Yeah, early early September for the approach to be active. Will that be enough notice? Better than two months. Or better than two months. I know. Um, I mean, we're that's what we're pushing. Or I, Mike just sent an email yesterday, copied the answer to Anthony the same day. We want to we'll do this as soon as possible because so we don't run into the same thing we ran into this year. Mm -hmm. Now, hopefully, the supply chain is not going to have the same issues next year that it did this year. But to expect it to go back to pre pandemic um, timeframe probably isn't realistic either. At what point would we know we have a problem if we had one during the, during the bid process? Probably during the bid process. Yeah. They have, I, I work with, well, there's half a dozen contractors or less that do a lot of airport work in the state. And I talk to them. They know, they have asked for it. coming back out. I said, as soon as the FAA lets us, they seem to think that if we do it, you know, late this year, early next year, it's a completely different ballgame than what's trying to do it. Okay. That's good. That's reassuring. So right now they're cautiously optimistic also. <laughs> okay. And they know it's coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good that we've at least prepped them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other discussion on the two runway projects? I had just one question for Carl. A few meetings ago, we had mentioned the crazy idea of replacing all of our light bulbs with LEDs. Did you ever find out anything about that? I have not. I did not check on the cost of just changing all the fixtures out. Uh, I know that. Um, I was wondering, I, was like, I remember I had wrote that down to do that, and then not bring that because the portions that are all new, we could change to LED. The um, the part that wouldn't have to be replaced, we probably have to pay for the LED conversion ourselves. 
I guess my question was, is it possible just to replace the bulbs with, with LEDs? It's a different fixture. I know for you know, the reasons that home, home light fixtures, there are LED replacements for almost any kind of bulb you can think of. Whether or not that would be possible, be cheap. I know I, I ton of did numbers. look around and I did not find any any conversion kits, if you will, that would that would take the existing fixtures and turn them into LED lights. So you'd have to you look at the bulbs themselves. So they're probably change, just they're, changed in my kitchen. They had to take out the ballast and do something different. They're probably highly that specialized. Probably they, they the heat that they generate to be that bright. They don't, LEDs are non-heat generating. Yeah, they're much less yeah, heat. But you do have, to, or I think Mike, you in the past, I guess it's used the heat heat like gets hot on my LEDs. Yeah. The base can get, it's got a radiator. Yeah, it's a problem. Well, it's a, in the winter. The bulbs are still Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So is that the, yeah. something the commission would like to formally request as a uh, proposal it, or a quote? It, it seems to me that if, if the initial expense is reasonable, you know, we'd save a lot of money every year on electricity. You know, it's LED bulbs use twenty percent of the electricity for the same amount of brightness. Thank you. Don't we need to Carl, Carl, what would it take to put together an estimate on I'll go ahead and um, Okay, any other discussion on the airside projects? If not, we'll move to airport operations. So first item is management and the T hanger reads and bees, Mike. Yes. Um, uh, again, for those that haven't done this in a while, also, uh, we do have one person that will recuse themselves because they are a current hangar tenant. Yeah. <laughs> I recuse myself. Um, train of thought here. Uh, the, the airport operates T-hangers on a, a year-long lease. The leases have a 30-day out clause, but every year uh, the airport commission approves the, the rates and fees uh, for the uh, leases over the course of the year and then because we uh, have turnover at various points of the year rather than having contracts come back up here because it could be a while before the airport commission meets uh, I am authorized to sign the contracts um, and as part of the mechanism for deciding the rates and fees I take a look at basically the airports around an hour's drive away uh, that's Cedar Rapids, Marion, Tipton, Washington, um, and the past airport commissions have asked what Ames is doing because they're the other college town in the state. So um, I, I do try to keep their uh, their rates up to date. And basically everybody has been staying the same for uh, as far as rates go for, for a long while. Mm -hmm. um, uh, despite the, the news of inflation uh, that's going on in the uh, world at the moment, I'm recommending we keep the rates the same. Um, we just raised the rates uh, for the last year, five dollars. Yeah, for last year. So um, at one point in time, we did have the have the the cycles kind of on a three year where we uh, do inflationary adjustments and then keep them the same for a couple of years. But uh, unless there was a drastic need to uh, do something in the intervening years, um, I don't think there's our budget looks good. Um, we're going to have some other. 
contracts that have uh, uh, rate increase triggers that we're going to have some increased revenue and our fuel sales have been outstanding. Um, so our fuel commissions are, are uh, doing really well. Um, so yeah, my recommendation is to leave the rates the same for the next year. Do you have any other discussion? Well, you're accused, so you can't discuss. Right, I refuse to discuss. Parents, <laughs> <laughs> all of the others, just makes sense. Keep it the same. We can't just raise Warren's rates, right? What you get. Unfortunately, with the FAA grant assurances, we do have to treat like space. I'm 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 fine with keeping them the same. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, we do have a motion approving the maintenance of the T hanger rates for the 21-22 year at the current level. I move we keep the rates the same for the T hang T hangers for the 21-22 year. Do we have a second? I'll second. Seconds. All right. Take a vote by voice. All those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries. One abstention. One abstention. <laughs> Next up is budget. And I guess we're up. We've got some discussion topics around art and uh, some aesthetics up here. Or Interesting. So. Can I hand out my Yeah, go ahead and hand out your handouts. And I've got some handouts. Got some handouts yeah. 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 So Judy uh, took a tour of the airport a few weeks ago with Matt and walking around she noticed a few things that might be opportunities for improvement. Uh, I had also been talking with uh, Marsha um, Bollinger, Bollinger uh, in public art about opportunities. And between the two of us, we also had another discussion with Marsha last week. Uh, we've got some proposals uh, that we can talk about. Here we start with the easiest and then go to the more complex. The first is just something that Judy noticed, and I know we probably all noticed sometime or another, but the old baggage door on the terminal is just covered in plywood and that's painted, but it fades. I think it was probably painted just a few years ago, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, it hasn't been that. It looks like it's rotting. <laughs> well, it's west side, it's full sun, it's weather. It just, it's, it's not durable. It's this spot right here. Yeah. Oh, you can see it right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I've got it highlighted in red. Um, a proposal, not necessarily the only option, but a proposal. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, would be a panel, possibly out of aluminum or some other more durable and weatherproof material. Uh, applying the new Iowa City logo and maybe creating a little more of a weatherproof and maintenance-free panel. Uh, we talked with Public Art a little bit about this and really it didn't appeal to them because it wasn't public, uh, you know, available for public viewing. So this is something where we would suggest maybe we just get a quote and see what it would cost to do something in that space and just pay for it from airport funds. So I love it. I love it. 
I've been complaining about that door, that yeah, thing the, for years. This actually came up a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think we replaced it. We had to replace it with new wood. Maybe within yeah. my last term for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would be an opportunity for us to uh, tie in some of the architectural elements of the building. If we did the aluminum, which I think would work really nice, kind of a matte aluminum match the windows, and then again get some use out of our new logo. So. I love the idea. All right. Do you think this could be just scanned and painted by some kind of? Probably could. Yeah. It probably could be silk screened or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's probably an exercise in talking with one of the sign shops. I would think a sign shop would be perfect. What's on the other side of that? Uh, the lounge. Pilot's lounge. Mm -hmm. So that's with been drywalled. Yeah, it's been drywalled <laughs> in and, and made yeah. into a room. Oh, but inside. that used to be the baggage door for the old United Airlines um, ticket counter. Do you have to volunteer to do that? I think that, Mike, I mean, it's within your responsibilities as manager to go ahead and, and yeah, look into that. So. Mm -hmm. right. Great. All right. Next up, uh, again, something we've noticed on the air care hanger. Uh, at a minimum, it needs painted. Uh, <laughs> but another opportunity, given the color blue that we've got and the way that would fit with the tan, we can use that logo. Then you get those doors painted blue and use the logo again. One suggestion, another would just be to get it painted. Uh, is that for me? Yeah, Matt, here you go. Yeah, sorry, I have a big call. Yeah, well, please. Please. yeah. page two. Okay. We talked with Marcia a little bit about this one as well from a public art perspective. It's uh, at least a little more interesting because it is public viewable, but given the distance from the road, it's not the most attractive option. So I think, again, we how to just take a look at what it would cost to get that door repainted and again use it potentially as an opportunity to uh, get some mileage out of our logo. But it's wood? No, that's no, metal. metal. That hanger, who owns it? We do. We own that hanger? We own the building, yeah. Okay, we just lease it to Air Care. Yeah, okay. Well, we lease it to Jet Air and Jet Air subleases it to Air Care. Uh, okay. Is there a reason why the painting? It's like that, just in that, like the door specifically. It would be expensive to do the whole building and the paint the rest of the building isn't that better. I don't think that was the question. No, yeah. I'm asking why is it so damaged just the door? Well, it's not damaged. It's well, the paint the didn't painting. stick. Yeah. So there's probably, when it was painted, the surface probably wasn't prepared well enough or it's just getting to the end of its life and starting to come off. I was just thinking about it. like if we paint it again, will that happen mm -hmm. in a couple of years again? Yeah, no, it's, it's the right question to ask. It, it looks like the underside of it almost reminds me of galvanized steel as opposed to like steel, like yeah. wall steel. Mm -hmm. So I almost wonder if at some point in time it was just bare galvanized steel and then they painted it with the same paint or something yeah. like that. I don't know for certain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we probably have to have a professional painter. Here. Well, another option would be wrap. Uh, some of the vinyl wrap they have now, I don't know how well it would stick to galvanize, but uh, it, that is an option too, that way you don't have to paint anything. But you'd still have to strip it down. Yeah, I know there, there are special galvanized primers mm -hmm. uh, that take care of the issue. Probably have to be sandblasted or something. So. Mm -hmm. And the paint that's there did last a long time. I mean, it wasn't like I mean, I don't know when it was painted last. I have no idea when it was painted. Decades ago. So, <laughs> predates me. And it hasn't oh, was bad, but it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it predates you. What I'm wondering, though, if we do that, would we also want 
the other one. It's possible. Yeah. Because there's also the, yeah. the one right there. Is again, Mike, is that something that you could uh, take on a different one? Yeah. At least get some pricing or get mm -hmm. somebody to take a look at it. Yeah, I think until we understand what's involved and what the expense is, it's difficult to take any action. Yeah. So that's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, and the last thing, uh, a little more detailed discussion with Marsha about the public art program. And there are two different things going on that we've got an opportunity to leverage if we want to. The first is the fiscal year 22 public art program where they've set aside several tens of thousands of dollars to wholly fund particular art programs. Uh, this year, they're getting public input surveys. So if you want to answer the survey, you still can. I think the window closes on around August 27th. The airport is listed as one of the locations that is a potential for public art. Yeah, the yeah, survey because of your involvement or just they just said it well I, I think because they're looking toward the south end of town where they don't have as much public art mm -hmm. they're also looking at gateways and oh, so the yeah, idea of gateway sure. projects is really beginning to become important to them you know we've got gateways on the interstate but we also have a lot of people that come in from the south end of town mm -hmm. and through the airport and so there's a kind of a double benefit there as being a gateway both to the airport community and to the um, you know to the people who come in from the south side of town either commuting every day or or for visits so uh, there is some opportunity there uh, again they're interested in seeing what the public response is so if we believe there's a good you know good reason for investing in some public art here get on the survey and go ahead and answer and, and provide that input they're going to review the survey on September 2nd. And again, you've got the, we'll get you the survey monkey uh, link if you, need it. if you need it. Yeah. Uh, they'll review it on their September 2nd meeting. Uh, letters of support are encouraged. So if this is something that we would like to partake in, a letter from the airport commission uh, would have value. So we can use this as a discussion as to whether or not we support it. Uh, you know, we might decide we don't support it, but uh, that's that's the opportunity that we're laying out. If projects are selected, uh, they would be funded uh, primarily, if not entirely, from that public art money. So there wouldn't be any expense on our side. And the public art, uh, our public arts advisory committee would manage the call to artists, the proposals, the reviews, but of course would work with the property owner to ensure alignment and we do have some example well i'll get to that in a minute mm -hmm. another separate opportunity is the public arts matching grants and this is where they're laying setting aside two thousand dollars or up to two thousand dollars as matching grants on any particular public art uh, installations murals sculptures you know visual audio uh the first window uh is going to close here on about August 27th. With you know, if you've got a proposal, submit that to the uh, Public Arts Council or Public Arts Advisory. They'll review it at the September 2nd meeting, and then they'll make their decisions uh, on what they fund. But we, we're being told that they'll have another window, uh, you know, in a few months. So if they're, if this first option doesn't work for us, or if we see other opportunities that maybe would match very well with the $2,000 grant, we can still find an opportunity, I think, to submit projects in the next round. Uh, but it would require us to set aside uh, as much as matched or more, depending on how much the project costs. And it wouldn't work for like the door or the logo because that's telling the art artist what to do. It has to be 
artists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you can uh, provide, you know, input on themes or some constraints. Yeah. So there is a project for the uh, resources building. I think it's uh, it not recycling building. Um, Actually, I think I might have yeah, written I it down it here. Is. Oh, it's in the next thing. I think it's in it's the um, resource management building. Yeah. So if you go online, there's the resource management building where they have a call to artist for some mural work where they've laid out kind of the theme that they're looking for in the mural, as well as some of the constraints with using the existing color of the building. That way you don't have to, you know, completely paint it, you can integrate those colors in. So a proposal, again, this is just a suggested proposal, would be taking advantage of our North Hangers and providing those as a canvas for some mural work. Um, again, something that the Arts Advisory Committee could manage for us, uh, put out there and, and manage it all artists. And then I came up with some concepts and this is the one way of looking at it. If you look at some of the aviation murals that have been done, this first one is down near Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, gives you an idea of what possibly could be done, integrating the colors that we already have in the building with some of the historic milestones of the Iowa City Airport. And then as far as getting a little more detail, I also pulled out a couple of really interesting murals. The first one is at the Smithsonian and the second one's at Iowa State. And the Iowa State one is of an Iowa landscaper sky. But it was kind of interesting because it looked like the sky out this evening. The other thing that was interesting about this first one, the one at the uh, Smithsonian is I believe elements of that were incorporated into the first one. In fact, you can see the, the jet just above the flying sense. I think it's the same jet that's on the top of the Smithsonian painting. So that's a few ideas that we've got. Um, we welcome discussion, thoughts. My only question or concern at the moment mm -hmm. is about something that's further on the agenda, which is our if I recall correctly, we got funded for hangar door replacements. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how does that fit? Yeah, how do we do that? Well, <laughs> I just learned that that's what we're reading the agenda today, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, um which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That we got I mean, funding for that because we funny how the parking lot was first. That's the thing that yeah. got it was with too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Airside versus land side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, this is fantastic. Yeah, mm -hmm. it really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, with with the uh, upcoming door replacement program at least being started, I think we'll be able to do hopefully half the half the building, um, but at least three doors. So my my recommendation would be to hold off on maybe the hangar mural. We can still look at. Uh, uh, the, the care ambulance building, mm -hmm. and and we'll get we'll get stuff for the the, mm -hmm. the square out here. Um, at the same time, I mean, there, there, I think I saw a deadline in here twenty two for having stuff for up. So the two thousand dollar match that's oh, okay. like a for that first round would be June. The second round would be a later date, and then this the other the first program, which is the fully funded program. There's no time limit yeah, on that. Okay. Right now. I think they board um, with us. Is it is it to replace the hangar doors? Yeah, the, the idea of, of what we were going after with the hangar doors is we are going to take the 
existing doors off, which are counterbalanced with uh, the counterweights. Uh, that's how they go up and down and uh, do electric door models on. Um, because of the state program, we can't do all 10 at once because of the funding restraints, but uh, this was the third or fourth time we've gone after that for a grant project and finally so, got funding for it. So the ones facing Riverside, the and five, then that's the building the, that yeah. the five that are there you would only do the first three of them well and the, the goal is hopefully to do a whole side of them but okay. it's going to depend on pricing mm -hmm. we'll do as many as we can at, at any given time and those come in in a certain color they would be able to be to be manufactured so that they have a, a certain color base yeah so we still could request it the funding with the blue background it just, by the time it would get approval and go on, we're looking at like a year and a half, maybe two years before it would actually be painted. When do you think the doors would go on? Uh, next summer sometime. I think it'd just be a matter of working with the art uh, advisory and saying. Because what I'm worried about is they have the specific funding this year. Mm -hmm. If it's not again, we have to pay for all that. Well, let's talk to them to see when the timing is for that. Yeah. Because again, they're talking about the fiscal year 22 um, program, but that, I mean, we're, we're going to be halfway through the fiscal 22 program by the time they make their decision. So I don't think they're going to be putting a hard time frame on right. being done by the end of 22. We'll have to talk about it. So, do you have any insight on I that? Don't, I don't want to talk about all of that now. But we could always put in an application put in mm -hmm. a letter, oh, yeah. apply, mm -hmm. you know, and then. Well, I think it might. I, I think we should still apply for it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I just want to make sure that, because when you did this, we didn't know that yeah. we were getting no. funded for new doors and you don't right. want to paint the doors and no. then take them off. Actually, I guess yeah. it's a win-win because what we can do in the letter of support is say, hey, we're getting new doors. This will have some durability. This, this, this you know, this will be yeah. better because we're not going to be turning around and replacing them in a couple. Of years. Yeah, because their yeah. life is meant to right. be longer. They're meant to be durable. Um, speaking to durability, the art that gets put on these doors is presumably done with longevity in mind or using materials, art materials. I think that's something we'd specify. Okay. Uh, I think within, and again, if you go to the public arts page, the call to artist for the resources building has a good example of the kind of framework that the property owner can set. Uh, in that one, they were setting things like the theme around uh, sustainability and, and, you know, kind of the, the thematical uh, elements, but then also you know, the size of the building and the colors, you know, using the existing color and the time frame that would have to be done, that sort of thing. Okay. And they also set a budget. I think for that one, they were setting $6,000 and it's probably what, about half the size of our oh, hanger. It was one, like about one hanger size. Was it just one hanger size? Yeah. So we'll have to see what that would cost. Okay. That wouldn't necessarily have to span the entire thing. And not all at once. Yeah. I mean, it could be that it's several, right? You, you might do a few different murals over time. Where is the money coming from for the doors? That comes from the DOT and our local match. So what are we doing with the COVID money? That goes to operations. So only operations mm -hmm. will be able to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So not much. No. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, moving forward, I think what we are looking for is a motion uh, to author, or sorry, to authorize a letter of support from the airport commission that we will provide to the our advisory committee ahead of their September 2nd meeting and also authorization for one or more of us to attend the meeting for any Q&A. And Judy and I both offered to do that, so. So moved. All right, got a second? I'll second. All right. Well, I can put the letter together. Judy and I will edit it and we can circulate it uh, for feedback, so. We need to vote. Oh, all those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed. Okay. All right. Thanks for putting this together. Well, that's really yeah. fantastic idea. <laughs> and we're going around and taking pictures. And that's a way to get the community involved, and that's been that's one of our guiding principles on the strategic plans. Well, yeah, and so segueing right into the Iowa DOT funding. Yeah, so as we alluded to uh, earlier this spring, we did put in the, the grant application for three projects, the parking lot, uh, infrastructure for future hangar development, and to replace the hangar eight doors uh, with electric models. Um, and Monday, I think it was Monday, the uh, Transportation Commission met and authorized the aviation program for the year. Unfortunately, we didn't get the parking lot project, but we got the other two projects. So um, DOT does have, a, does have a habit of funding all kinds of airside stuff before they fund anything else. And I, was, I was afraid something like that was gonna happen because we really do need a part of the parking lot work. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing what we've got and some other funds, uh, especially from FAA that we didn't have to spend for Last year, I'm still gonna work with uh, city engineering to see if we can't pull off a parking lot project as well. Excellent. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and we've, he's known it for a long time. We've known it for a long oh, time. Yeah. Everybody's so, known it for a long time. I mean, the problem is the price tag is about 70 grand. And that's not something we typically have sitting around. Um, is there the possibility uh, to you, you get your design work done on where the parking lot's going to go, but then to do something in gravel in the short term, just to give you the extra space so people aren't parking in the grass. Possibly. And then you can come back later, excavate, and, and put it in the concrete. Possibly. And what's the price difference between asphalt and concrete? Is that much I have no idea right now. It'd be a lot less. Yeah, and we, we did a neighborhood road once and had to choose between asphalt and concrete. There was no comparison. Mm -hmm. Any restrictions on doing asphalt? What for a parking, for a parking lot? lot? Yeah. No, because uh, asphalt. Yeah, I mean, it's asphalt right now. The whole oh. road is asphalt. Yeah. Oh, so it was seventy thousand for asphalt? Well, I mean, for the two ends, yeah. Oh wow. You, you remember the original idea was about ten parking spots on each end of the circle. Mm -hmm. So that's 20 stalls, uh, basically just cutting off the circle and making 10 spots on each end. Gotcha. And by the time you dig all that out, reshape it and make it flat and drain and all of that fun stuff, yeah. Any further discussion? Um, just uh, timelines, uh, probably expect the grants sometime over the next couple of weeks. So they'll be on the agenda to accept uh, next month. 
and then we can authorize task orders for both and make to do plans and specs and all of that fun so stuff. The doors was the one. What was the other one again? The, the uh, infrastructure for the the new hangers, some hangers, potentially private built hangers. Okay. And how much is the grant? Uh, the door grant is seventy five thousand. Like, it's an uh, I've got it in the packet too. So, so it's in the agenda package. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll look at it. So the, their grant seventy five thousand, and then we're kicking in another like nineteen thousand. That sounds right. Yep. And then over here, this is the hangar doors. This is an expensive one. That's uh, like three hundred fifty thousand, and then we're putting in another sixty five. Yep. Like that. Sixty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the other projects. We have capital funds that we receive from the city every year to help with grant matching. So we're not actually the airport budget. It wouldn't suffer them. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the practical line. <clears throat> do we have the funds to do this ourselves? Sounds like we probably Maybe. do. Okay. But if we do, then you know, I would propose that we go ahead and do it. <clears throat> Do we have any? Do we have competing proposals for what that extended for the additional parking lot would look like, or is there just one proposal? I mean, it's just one one design process. And if you wanted to do something different, we could certainly take a look at it. But I, yeah, I just from as an kind of an architect, I'd like to see some options if that's okay. But that was yeah. the the cleanest and the easiest to add more parking. That's not that's up here so and not added where you know, exactly. not in the boondocks. Yeah. Um, like between left here and, and the top. Left and right. Basically yeah. just squaring off the circle. I yeah. see. <clears throat> Is there room between the current parking lot and the tower for another row of diagonal parking? Probably not. Not really. <clears throat> I think we run into that with the pancake breakfast when they do the car show. Mm -hmm. So um, no resolutions needed at this time or motion. Not yet. Uh, you'll be preparing some, what you call them? Basically RFQs, requests for both, requests for proposals. No, uh, these, uh, as far as the engineering services, that'll go to Bowman Mink. Uh, that's part of our engineering contract that we already signed up okay. Bowman Mink for task orders. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, no. Put together plans and specs and based on what we're looking for. So it'd be nice if we get five doors in for that price. Yeah. Boy, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, any other discussion on the DOT funding? Next up is events. Um, just we're kind of we're hitting that end of the year year uh, timeline. So these are the last few events that we've got on the schedule. Uh, last weekend we did do the the Young Eagles uh, rides that went off really well. I think they had seventy two kids, seventy two or seventy three kids that got the airplane rides. So uh, this weekend we've got the autocross group. At the end of the month we've got the pancake breakfast, and we've got one more drive-in movie at the beginning of October. Any other discussion, questions? Okay, next up is uh, flight training and FBO. Mm -hmm. 
Why? You want to just take one and pass yeah. them around? As far as the maintenance stuff goes, uh, there's nothing that's um, super special. I'm just going to look through it one more time to see if there's anything that we've already brought up. They've trimmed the front bushes, um, like the, the ones around this building. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, vibrating itself apart. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> they require a fair bit of was it on the old thing? <clears throat> no, it's on it's on the, the uh motor that, that drives all of the fuel back and forth. Oh okay. So not related to the new tank that we got in. No. It still feeds the new tank or still yeah, that I pumping know. system, but yeah, okay. yeah. The um really there wasn't anything else they the one kind of cool thing is Hangar 56, which is off of, um, if you were to walk out of our maintenance shop and down the hill, there's that glider bay hangar, the extra wide hangar. Um, that is now going to be used to store city equipment, airport or airport equipment, which is awesome. It's a nice, it's kind of a wide hangar that's also very awkward <laughs> for, that's also very awkward for, um, airplanes because it's kind of like got a well three deep kind of setup so you really it's big but you can really only fit one thing in there um and best case scenario it's a glider because that's about the only thing that, that's that it's wide, wide enough yeah. that's, that's that narrow and stuff um, but anyway so that'll be a nice a nice spot for that equipment you can back the you know the tractor in there and the and the plow because before this we didn't really have without using like a, another like one of Jet Air's hangers in wintertime, you know, uh, to have the plow on the truck uh, was, you had to have an extra wide door type mm -hmm. of deal. Um, and sorry. the glider went where? He sold it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, yep. So, so the hangar, he still owns the hangar, presumably? No. Oh. No, he returned the hangar to the, it's, air, to the airport. It's not the it's not the private built hangar that's on the end. It's just the it's on the end of the end oh, cap of the team. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've noticed yep. trucks in there already. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we just kind of yeah. starting to get stuff gotcha. converted over into there and, and um, stuff like that. And we'll be working with Mike to kind of rearrange some of the other stuff that's stored around to kind of get it consolidated because we have lots of little garage bays on the end of in caps of things that can hold some stuff, but nothing that can hold stuff that's that big. So, mm -hmm. so, anyway, so that'll be really good, especially with a new truck to be able to have a nice good spot that's set. You can open up and go out. It'll be really nice. Um, um, on that, any questions on the maintenance side of things? Um, on the jet air and just general airport side of things, Mike mentioned earlier the fuel sales have been really strong. They have been. I mean, we're we're probably uh, well on our way to for sure the best year ever in terms of quantity of fuel sold um, uh, and gallons pumped and stuff like that. And that's happening at the same time as, as just a, a terrible trucker shortage for fuel. So it's really, really good timing that we got the second jet fuel tank. <laughs> so, um, so typically, you know, whenever we ask for fuel and we say we need it on Wednesday, usually on Wednesday or Tuesday night late, they call and say that Friday would be the earliest they can get it to us or type, type of a deal, um, which has been great to have the second tank from the standpoint of 
we, what we've been doing is kind of regardless of price at the moment, uh, we've been ordering it as soon as it appears we can take a load, uh, just so that way we can keep it full. Um, so anyway, so that's been a good thing to be able to do. In Gelsberg, we basically, we ran out of fuel twice because, uh, you know, of course, Gelsberg pumps a fifth or a third or, well, a fifth or a sixth of what we pump. You know, they don't pump much of anything there. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course they got an influx of crop buster traffic and so they went from, mm -hmm. from not much to a ton, mm -hmm. you know, thousands of gallons a day, you know. And, uh, you know, when you call up and, and you newly are asking for more loads, I mean, you just, you just can't hardly get them. So, mm -hmm. so they were bending over backwards. We were ordering loads and then at the last minute changing the destination <laughs> to try to get it to go and stuff like that to, to get them covered. Of course, now the season's over, so they've slowed back down. But, <clears throat> but anyway, so it's just been uh, kind of an interesting thing, really good timing to have the extra capacity. Um, other than that, I mean, that's, that's the main thing. Just general aviation business travel has been extremely busy. Um, um, it's a lot of like our type of charter type business uh, because a lot of the businesses are still um, <clears throat> kind of spotty on what travel they're doing, but it seems like a lot of the charter type flying, whether it's for personal flying or personal businesses, uh, that's been a lot busier than say like, you know, Fortune 500 type companies or bigger companies flying um, have all still been pulled back quite a bit. Um, so we've been going quite a bit, which is, approximately half the fuel sales in the airport or a little over half now is kind of our charter business and stuff like that. Um, so that's been a big driver of it. Um, and then um, we still get quite a bit of traffic, obviously for the hospital and everything else um, that's all seemed to pick back up. You know, that you wouldn't think that during a pandemic that that would slow down, but, but, but they stopped transferring patients. So a lot of the fuel sales and stuff like that did dip. And Mike's got some good, uh, charts and stuff that show that reflect that but um that all appears to be back they're transferring moving stuff around quite a bit and, um but yeah yeah speaking of there's a helicopter <laughs> coming in um so yeah uh that's pretty much it for the jet air side everything else just plug along we're getting ready for steerman flying in galesburg illinois which is jet air's corporate office they have a, an event every year called the steerman flying where they bring in an open car, open cockpit biplanes. Um, and so they come in from all over the country and uh, people come from around the world to go there. It's the 50th year. So they've got an extra big year of that. Jet Air has a steerman. That was one thing. That's one last thing I'll say. We, we have a steerman that we brought over uh, last week and a half. And we did uh, six, 16 or 17 employee rides. We took our employees up. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Yep. So 16 or 17 employee rides, and then we did about four or five other just customers and family and employees. Now it's already back in Gilbert. We'll have it back in the States. Yeah. But um, pretty much it. Back, maybe we should notify it. Yeah, we do commission rides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll take a lesson. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Got the tailwheel just so I could do something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did set it up so it's over in Gelsberg, which it's it's really difficult to do here because we don't have a grass runway for training uh, because the visibility is out of the airplane is pretty poor and stuff like that. And anyway, um, we did set it up, and that's kind of the reason we have it over in Gelsberg is to be able to like when somebody buys a steerman or whatever, we have the ability to train them in their airplane or in this airplane to do a transition course. 
into them. Uh, we haven't done much of it yet, just a couple, but but it'd be something to go there and do because there's a nice grass runway and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, and not much activity. Here, I mean, if you're in the wind and you're trying to talk on the radio and there's a bunch of helicopters and stuff, you really got to listen and stuff pretty close. Greencastle or grass grass on the end, yeah. Yeah, Greencastle would be one one that I know they, they use them in and out of there or have, have had over the years mm -hmm. quite a bit. But yeah. There's a few bumps, but. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. I'd almost rather just land here. <laughs> but yeah. Telephone okay. wires. <laughs> Trees, et cetera. Exactly. That, yeah, yeah. But, um, but no, that's, that's pretty much it on jet air stuff. Um, well, the simulator, because it'd be used in the Yeah. Yeah. And I need to probably get back into <laughs> yeah. giving the yeah. kind of report on that. That's one of the things <coughs> I wanted to bring up. So we're going to talk about simulator. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um, Go for it. Yeah. I, I think it's it's not being used nearly as much right now as, as it initially was. I, I, you know, we're using it for instrument training. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some people are using it uh, every now and then. Uh, to maintain their instrument currency. Uh, I think the price is actually a bit of a discourager. I, I think, you know, $55 an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, 65, actually. 65, okay. So I, I think since it's mostly paid for, I, I wondered if the commission wanted to consider reducing the price. And maybe people who have residual hours, we could say just double the hours so they're not pissed off that they spent a lot of money mm -hmm. uh, and screwed. So that, that's just something I want to throw out for discussion. I, I was thinking, you know, $30 an hour might be reasonable for a, a basic flight instructor, a flight simulator like that. Where are we at on payback? We're paid off. I, I don't I don't have the numbers exactly on on, on hand, but uh, we're, we're paid off. We're not in the hole for the other thought would be to advertise it a little more. I, at one point, I was considering making a little poster that says, hey, mm -hmm. do you know about our simulator? Um, the summer months have been slow. Uh, June, yeah. uh, we just we just got the check for July from Jet Air, and it was like two hours. Uh, yeah. June was June was like five hours. I mean, I mean and, and I, I think we anticipated that to some degree because the, the, the bulk of the use, because it's instrument, will be uh, that winter when season, the the winter season. And, and it was used a great deal in, in, in winter and I, uh, I was on it uh, uh, at the Young Eagles Day for I just did a quick demo for a, a previous commission member um, and it was at 191 hours so it's I mean it's been used and I think some of the numbers that you see there too or from jet air's check is excluding the people who prepaid mm -hmm. too true. so there's That's some true. other usage yeah but not like when you look at the logbook though it's not that extreme exactly and it's it's not every day that it gets used so we're coming up on our two-year period at the end of this year right January, I believe that's right. Yes. Um, I don't think anyone would have heartburn if once we're through that two-year period, we reduce the price. I mean, between now and then, might be a little sticky, but I think. I mean, I got. I still have my hours to use. Five months to hold out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so I'll go ahead and follow up on my original idea to make some kind of poster that, mm -hmm. that we could put in the in the lobby. We even put on the outside of that door, you know, because there's nothing on that door. Well, that's something that yeah. Judy was noticing that no one 
knows that there's something in there and we're not advertising mm -hmm. it's you know it's locked and the shades are closed mm -hmm. so you don't know there's something yeah. going on there uh, we probably need to do a better job of, of making that simulator presence I bought, known. I bought a sign so it says flight simulator now. And that is on the door. It is there. It oh, is yeah, on the door. Yeah. It's yeah. in the pilot's lounge. Okay, now. I think I didn't notice that, that actually. Yeah. Lounge. yeah, yeah. But uh, at least, yeah, leave, yeah. at least yeah. leaving yeah. the shades <laughs> open or something when, you know, when it's not being used so people can see in there and they can see there's a simulator. I agree with that too. I'm assuming that's probably what happened is that people got felt like people were looking in. That must be why they closed them in the first place. That's fine. It'd be good right. to open yeah. it up. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants to have someone watching you screw up on the <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's turned sideways. So as long as you're smiling, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I promise. Exactly. Yeah. Did that guy just on your end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think it might be a good idea to have a sign on the outside that like displays the rates and stuff and make, mm. it, make it known that this is i mean it's one thing to have a thing that says flight simulator but it doesn't broadcast that it's, it's also available for you to use right. if you want and right. it's faa approved for instrument currency yeah. and you know, need an instructor you know, put all yeah. those things on it sounds um, like we need a sign made yeah okay Awesome. Just volunteer to create something. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You made this bed more. You get to sleep in it. Yeah, I know. I, know. I really like to see it. Used yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. That's one thing that thinking about reducing prices on the on the. Um, I mentioned the mic the other day. One thing that came up mainly with Oshkosh traffic is we've had a fair bit of people. Uh, so we Jet Air sells like the hours to the airport T-shirts, you know, mm -hmm. for the for the airport. And I think we're like what fifteen dollars a shirt or something like that. Is it fifteen still? I think it's fifteen. Um, we already dropped the price once on them. Yeah, it's been and it's been a little bit awkward to because like they'll say, well, can we if we top off, can we get a free shirt or something like that? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's like, well, shoot, it's going to cost me 15 bucks here, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and so then I got to do the math and figure out. But I was hoping to figure out a way. We also, the other side of this too, we still have like 200 shirts. Um, and we have a massive variety. We've got women's cut and we've got kids' sizes mm -hmm. and we've got stuff that will never move. I mean, it'll move eventually but people don't know exactly. but people yeah but we have the sizes listed and they're and they're in the display case they look pretty nice and stuff like that i mean that's all pretty good but but i was wondering about like if the airport had any interest at some point in time and kind of clearing out that inventory and starting over with a new design not the new design because new logo but, or same logo but something different eventually that's maybe in like small medium large extra large adult if we were a business we would have cleared out that inventory years ago <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> so but i mean if you do the math i mean i don't know what they they cost the airport there's 200 of them a little over five, five bucks a shirt five mm -hmm. bucks a shirt you know so it's still yeah. i mean it's a dollar amount that's a couple budgets ago but mm -hmm. but i mean i don't know i mean i you're in clearance exactly cut yeah. the price see if we can sell by the end of the year well i mentioned to Mike, I mean, I, I don't know what the number would be, but Jed Air would have an interest in buying them all if it was like two or two dollars a shirt or three dollars, because we would just give them away mm -hmm. in that scenario where it's like, yeah, you topped off or 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 in the instance where we have somebody who buy ten dollars some... get one shirt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Buy another gallon. <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> But but then if somebody's running a new weight and balance calculation, yeah, to top right. off because I can't leave, I can't, I can't take off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm sure him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but anyway, I'll, that's something you guys can all kind of discuss or whatever. But I just figured I mentioned if if they were wholesaled out, we'd have an interest in just buying it and yeah. giving them away, unless the airport wanted to give them away or the airport wanted to do something. But it'd be handy to do something to get it cleared out a little bit. I'd say that Mike has a lot of discretion in what you want to do there. So sure. I'm all in favor of, of maybe working with Matt on a private, I guess, uh, from the commission level, um, I don't know if Sue will let us make a decision to keep talking about this, but uh, sure. if we sell them at a loss to jet air, is the commission amenable to that? I mean, in theory, we've gotten our money back. Like we broke even on, on the initial investment to get them made. We've sold enough to cover the cost. Cover the cost. Yeah. So well, it's just, extra. it's, it's, profit that we're losing well i mean we didn't buy these to make money we bought them as marketing and and celebration <laughs> i mean it was it was meant to go with the, the hundred and i get what you're saying well it's like the simulator we didn't really buy it to make money we no. bought it as a service as a service we're gonna have to have a comfort level that it's fair market value mm -hmm. uh, and so maybe mike can just crunch some numbers well, when you consider that on the back, it has 100 year anniversary and we're year 102 or whatever we're coming we're up almost on. Almost 103. Yeah, that yeah. makes like collector's head. I mean, <laughs> 10 times as much. Yeah, exactly. right. Don't you watch it? Yeah. I want exactly. it sealed in its plastic bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The problem is we got to go another 100 years to get those shirts. Now, don't get yeah. finished because that'll destroy its value. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to make a motion that we authorize Mike to come yeah. up fair market value and work with Matt to uh, okay. dispose okay. of the inventory. Second. Sure. Sounds good. All those in favor, right? Aye. Aye. Sounds good. They do a lot more good for the airport on people's backs than in our case. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Before you do that, let me buy some because I need to replace my old ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just wait until he buys them. Well, yeah. Exactly. You might get one for free. Be yeah. careful. <laughs> and commission members reports now. Yeah. So, well, before we get there, okay. I was going to say on a related note, why don't we bring up the rates again on the simulator? Uh, yeah. Like in our November, December meeting. <laughs> and in the meantime, you're going to work on the poster. But I think that, on I think reducing. Uh, the price once we get through that two-year period and, and the sure you know we've got our payback and we've been fair to those who've invested yeah. so if I, if I have a large poster printed and maybe dry mounted it will be a commission payment. i don't know yeah <laughs> scott do you use a simulator i don't use the simulator because i've got my own okay so we should probably as users we should probably recuse ourselves since we're talking about rates of something that we consume, oh, for rates, yeah, yeah, and then we'll let the three, yeah. who don't use it, decide if that's fair or not. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. No, that's, that's true. Yeah, I was, I was worried that you were going to say, well, yeah, and then it's like, oh god. <laughs> I, so I, I was one of those people who bought powers, but I've never used any of them. Yeah, and I really don't plan to ever use any of them. That was for me, it was just a donation. Mm -hmm. So, well, though, if you are. Become Mr. If you do become Mr. McGrady, which I think you will probably, then you can use it for currency, mm -hmm. which you can't do with your home. You know. No, the, the home one is more for training, and then and it's it's useful for that, but it doesn't. It's not legal. It's not legal. Yeah, you can't count it as hours. Right. You can use it all you want and get really good, but you can't actually want you just it. Count yeah. every hours. So. Yeah. And you showed me that you're good at it. We went flying. We flew that approach perfectly. 
That's what a really good autopilot does. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention the autopilot, but, but you set it up perfectly. And it, there it goes. It's all the experience. Yeah. yeah, we'll come back later this fall. And sounds good. Yeah, that, that, that. that sounds okay. fine. That's right. a good idea. Thanks for bringing it up. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, so, commission member reports. So I just, one other thing I, that my wife actually encouraged me to bring up, which may require Sue's uh, input as well. Th this business about we can't have a quorum if we meet uh, by Zoom. Mm. If anyone comes in by Zoom with the COVID-19 Delta variant spiking and all these crazy no mask rules and everything. I mean, do we have as a commission have some leverage or some way to object? That's state law. That's state rule. State law. State law. It's a law yes. passed by the legislature. Yes. So the, the law is in-person meetings. The exception was the executive order, correct? Yeah. And so she the suspended them. Right. The so law. the executive order has, yeah, she suspended the law under executive order and now has uh, rescinded that order. So we're back to the law. Okay. So others can attend. So others can be in them. You won't be counted. You won't be counted. So you can call in, but you won't be counted as part of the voting forum. Yeah, you can still, if as long as three people are here, two people, uh, two can call in and still be part of the meeting. But still I vote. Think, I don't think their votes count. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. Do they? Do. Oh, they do count. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so the the law says that. You have to have in-person meetings and you have to be in person to count for a quorum, but your vote is still valid? If you're not here. Yeah, because you're participating. I mean, for example, in the summer, uh, a council member yeah. goes to her home or whom she was born. Yeah. She calls in, she votes. Yeah. Same thing. Huh. Well, okay. I, I, I'm not, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. You didn't write the law. I'm frustrated with you. So uh, that's actually, I mean, okay. So yeah, I'm I not think, personally that worried about it, but I no, I, I just it's just just part of this Republican thing that just makes me really pissed off. Yeah. Well, and we're all vaccinated, so yeah. I mean the risk is very low. But like yeah. if it got really bad, if the yeah. law says it says we have to meet in person, well, we can grab some chairs and go sit outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be fun. I mean, yeah. We can meet in a hangar as far as that goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, Air conditioning. I mean, it's just open. I mean, it's big doors. Oh, okay. So air city council not meeting in council chambers. They are meeting in the larger room. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. okay. All right. All right. Good. You can meet in the air in each mm -hmm. one's airplane and <laughs> zoom in. So yeah, if there are members who can't attend, make sure maybe we let Mike know that way. We can ensure that we do have a physical quorum, uh, but it sounds like at least yeah. two of us could attend by Zoom. If yeah, that's if, good to know. Yeah. yeah. So. Or telephone. Or telephone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any other uh, reports from commission members? Anyone go to Oshkosh? No, I was in my I was in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> Well, unexpectedly, I did go to Oshkosh. Oh. And uh, did you miss the storms that I did? I, I came in on the Saturday at the end of the week. Um, we were running short on uh, marketing people at the John Deere booth. And so they were 
asked if I could go do it. And I thought, well, sure, if you're paying for my hotel and my mileage and my entry fee, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Did you see Scrappy? I did not. I, I only stopped, I kind of went just in the main display area and I really only stopped at one place and that was the folks from Peoria that have the Tarragon aircraft. I don't know if you've seen the Tarragon, but that's a pretty sharp airplane. It's a full carbon fiber, two-seat tandem, uh, light aerobatic with a Rotax uh, 114 turbo, uh, retractable gear. It looks like a P-51 with tricycle landing gear. That's small. But it's smaller. Huh. It sounds like a blast. Yeah. 200 mile an hour cruise at five gallon an hour. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> 40 mile an hour stall. That's oh. even more incredible. <laughs> that, are you buying one? $300,000. 300 You want to go in together? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that there's a quorum I can have in my house to make that presentation. It's a, it, it, I think you said it had a one and a half second roll rate. So That's crazy. Wow. Uh, so yeah. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> that should be an operation. Yeah. I did visit, I was going around just kind of looking and there was this logo. So. Uh -huh. Here's ours. Who is it? Who is it? So can we sue them? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm a trademark attorney, so I figured that this would come up. But I thought it was interesting. Um, we're, we've got priority by, by three years or four years. This guy's doing an electronic ledger for aircraft maintenance laws. So something that Jet Air might be interested in. And uh, yeah, he knows we're out there. <laughs> he didn't know until I, I pulled up on the website. But, <laughs> it's a different oriented hexagon. It's uh, there's another <laughs> not a wire airplane, and not no, not the blue is sufficiently. Uh, it's really, I mean, it's I, just, it's I was really surprised. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about them no. stopping us from using our logo. But he did ask me if I could register it for him. I'm like. I think I'll register ours first. <laughs> <laughs> I could. You might want to. We should talk about that. Yeah, maybe I should. Why do I need to go to that? It's a thousand dollars. Yes, man. We talked to our lawyer about it. If we registered our trademark, our logo, if we were to register this, you're just curious if it would be a legal expense. It'd be yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we're only going to use this in the US, we've got common law rights in the US. And so. Um, so yeah, good show. Uh, yeah, next year, next year. We didn't think it was going to happen when we booked our trip, so. There are a lot of people. At Oshkosh, uh, I think they had like 400,000. It's like 600,000. So it's uh, not as big as but it's still big. All right, any other uh, commission member reports? Staff report. Uh, so far, the Kansas City, the Four States Conference is the 25th, 26th, and 27th of August. 
We're still planning on being there since we missed all of the cutoffs for early backing out. But if the FAA is not going to be there, then it kind of makes the trip a little worthless. So I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of in a rock and a hard place. But yeah, outside of that, I got nothing going on the rest of the month. What's the conference? It's uh, it's formally known as the FAA Central Region Conference. So it's it's the four states that compose the Central Region: Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, and Nebraska. Right, and it, it's basically a, a chance to get FaceTime with the FAA. So the people that are giving us grants for the runway work, stuff like that, we we can have a, a better in-person meetings and sit down and map everything out like we're expecting to do. Um, get a better idea of what's on the FAA's radar for, you know, either funding or, or upcoming issues or things that maybe we're not doing or, or the FAA is prepping for that maybe the rest of the nation isn't exactly aware of. And then a lot of networking. So it's a really good level setting. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. In normal years, it's a worthwhile conference. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, it's similar to the state conference. It's in the spring. Um, just this one is, is, is hosted in Kansas City, which is, I mean, it's literally like two blocks away from FAA headquarters down there. All right. Anything else for Mike? All right. Uh, last agenda item is our next meeting set for September 9th, 6 p.m. Won't be there? I will. Okay. I will be here. I will. Me too. Me too. I'll be uh, isolating. I may take it by Zoom. We're going to Germany on the 16th. So we're trying to isolate for two weeks ahead of time. Yep. But going to Europe. Now, did you need a test to get into Europe? No. We, we arrived the day after, and we only had to show our vaccination <clears throat> cards to the airline. But you needed to come back, you needed a test. Right. Yeah. They have an at home one that you can order ahead of time. Okay. Back um, I don't know who you're flying. United. So we went through United, bought the at-home test Perfect. kits, brought them with us. It was 70 bucks for two tests. Mm -hmm. You do a video call. They make sure you administer it correctly. Mm -hmm. You get the results on your app, and then you upload them to United, Perfect. and then you're done. Perfect. And so, then no one asked for the results after that. I had the same, exact same kits. My wife and I we went to Iceland. Fortunately, we brought two others with us, but... Um, you know, the, this, this is a kind of a weird kit. It's, it, it, it has a, a swab and a box and a little bottle of solution. You swab your nose and put it in the, while they watch mm -hmm. on your phone. And then you uh, drip five drops into this little plastic uh, Hard. device yeah. that Bluetooth links to your phone. Mm. <laughs> it's not one of these like a pregnancy test where there's a colors change right. or something. Okay. And, and then ten, was it 10 minutes later, the phone says, congratulations, your test is negative, except you're not supposed to do two tests at once, I guess. Um, uh, and it, I mean, the, the instructions say you shouldn't do this within 30 feet of someone else who's also doing a test. Mm. But the guy that, that I talked to, and, I had, and you have to schedule them, so my wife and I scheduled them 
consecutively. Mm -hmm. He said, is there someone else in the room with you who's also doing a test? And I said, yeah, my wife. And he said, oh, she can do it too at the same time. And I said, but the instructions say you, you can't do this. And he said, no, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so, ours didn't do the app thing, but we had a you could twenty four seven you call in and okay. video chat. And you didn't have the you didn't have the, you didn't have the app. No. Well, I had the app. That's where the results got uploaded. Yeah, but it was uploaded by virtue of me going through with somebody on the phone. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the me, app. Me too. At home test. But right. ours yeah. came, both came up positive. It said your test is positive. <laughs> oh, so you tested again. Well. Um, we weren't sure what to do. I mean, so we we, uh, we we talked to the people at the hotel and they they went, oh my God, go back to your room, you know. <laughs> they called the health authorities. Um, uh, you know, they, they said, you know, you can't leave your room. We'll, we'll deliver breakfast to your room, which was a paper bag with some yogurt and stuff in it. <laughs> and no coffee, oh my God. Uh, and uh, then then they had to drive us we were away in the wilds of northern iceland so they had to drive us an hour to a, a place where they had a, a hospital that could do a pcr test mm -hmm. uh, and in, in in the meantime I, I called back i had these spare kits and i said you know i'm not sure we did this test properly because they told us what i think is maybe wrong so um that night is like midnight. I had to pay another fifteen dollars each in order to use these tests that we bought at the drugstore, and uh, to have them proctored. And we did them separately, and they both came back negative. But by then, the Iceland authorities were so freaked out that we still had to drive an hour and get reamed out and have a PCR test that came back twenty-four hours later, during which we remained isolated. Did you uh, get out on your original flight? We fortunately, I, we did this test 48 hours before oh, our flight. Yeah. <laughs> so, because it has to be within three days of your flight home. Yep. So, um, my advice is if you use the United test, um, you know, make sure you do it separately. Yeah. Um, we did ours back to back. And th th there's, a, there's another company that is used by American Weather Airlines where you buy five tests for $150 or six tests. I think you have to buy six. You do a color change. It's a lot simpler. That was what ours was. It was a color change and it was just a two kit, 70 bucks. It was right. easy peasy. Appreciate it. So yeah. uh, most will be here. I may not, but I might call in. Can I preside over the meeting if I'm by the, over the phone? Yes, but it's probably easier if someone's here who can see people mm -hmm. preside over unless you are actually on Zoom. I'd be on Zoom. Yeah, and I think you could. Okay. This is a practical. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, do I have a motion to adjourn? So moved. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Aye.